0: This isn't like politics. You don't take a side of a quarterback because that's just where you're committed and everything else is wrong. A lot of the discussion that I detect regarding Mason Rudolph sounds like politics, and that makes no sense to me. Be open-minded. That's reasonable, right? Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates, and I hope you'll check those out as well. Why not, for example, consider Mitch Trubisky? Now, The moment you say something like that, a lot of the response is like, wait a second, I thought you were a Mason guy. Or you're not a Mason guy anymore. You're all in on Mason. I'm not anything of the kind. The only stance to me that seems reasonable to take here is that the Steelers maximize themselves at the most important position on the field while also not mortgaging their future at that position. And here's what I mean by that. If Mason Rudolph is your quarterback for 2022, A, the world does not end, B, he gets his first real chance as an NFL starter in his own offense, and C, you afford yourself the luxury of being able to build up the rest of the roster utilizing a draft that is stronger in other areas, meaning areas that are not quarterback. Yesterday, two momentous moves in the NFL. One of them, a non move, Aaron Rodgers is staying in Green Bay for a reported four years and $200 million, although he denied the terms later in a tweet. He acknowledged that an agreement had been reached, and it's got to be something in that range. And, of course, Russell Wilson was traded by the Seahawks to the Broncos. So if anyone in fantasy land, and that's where you'd have had to have been all along, to have been taking seriously the idea of Rodgers or Wilson coming to Pittsburgh, anyone can get that completely out of their heads now, obviously. But does that mean that the Steelers are done searching for a quarterback? Does that mean that they should be done searching for a quarterback? I believe the answer to both of those questions is a resounding no, absolutely not. I feel quite comfortable saying that Mason Rudolph deserves a chance as an NFL starter and that he's best suited to succeed in Pittsburgh while at the same time advocating for Kevin Colbert, Mike Tomlin, and the new GM and whoever else happens to be involved in the process, that they bolster his support system. Can we sit here right now and state definitively that Mason will succeed as a starter? Heck no. Can we sit here and state definitively that Dwayne Haskins is a legit NFL backup? Heck no, 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 no. So if the mega trade is out, if the draft is out, and I believe that it either is or should be, then the best, smartest path would be to go to the outside and bring in a reasonably priced free agent who could, here comes the big word, compete with Rudolph for the starting job. This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by Point Park University. Choose from nearly 100 career-focused programs leading to bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees. Choose when and how you'd prefer to do that studying, whether it's at Point Park's gorgeous downtown Pittsburgh campus, whether it's online, maybe a flexible hybrid format would work best for you. Find out more about all of this at pointpark.edu. And who's out there who could do that? Who could compete? with Mason Rudolph for the starting job and not cost you a zillion dollars or a zillion draft picks or, for that matter, the draft capital that would be required to move up in this class to go after someone like a Malik Willis. Who is that? In my eyes, that's Mitch Trubisky. If you think about it, it makes a fair amount of sense, provided that the dollars are right, and the cap hit is right. Trubisky, for anybody who hasn't followed his career, he'll turn 28 this coming August. But at the same time, he's always going to feel like, or at least for the next couple of years, one of those guys who didn't get that full chance to mature and develop his talent. This was the number two overall pick in the NFL draft in 2017. Now he went to Chicago, where all quarterbacks are cursed. But while he was there, he went 29-21 and 21 overall, 11-3 and three in his second year, and made it to the Pro Bowl. 64 touchdowns, 38 interceptions, which is pretty ugly in a 50-game stretch. And after his time with the Bears, he went to the Bills, Last season, didn't start once, appeared in six different games, but he wasn't going to get on the field unless Josh Allen was going to get hurt. And he was, by all accounts, not a good soldier, but a great soldier up there. Knew exactly what his situation was there and handled it beautifully. And one would hope that that same character would be reflected in a personal competitiveness to want to prove, hey, man, I'm not a bust. I still got it. I still can... Uh, go into a training camp and push somebody and maybe even take their job. And if it's a situation like the one in Pittsburgh, where the presumed starter is, as I've mentioned, someone who really hasn't gotten his own chance to start, then you'd probably be thinking this is a nice situation to have in Latrobe. Here's another way of looking at it. Forget. Trubisky and, and what he did in Chicago or, or that he was relegated to backup status last year. Think of it a different way. We've all heard by now that the Steelers hung a first-round grade on Rudolph. That's been repeated so many times, and it's come from so many reliable sources that I'm very much inclined myself to believe that it's true. Well, if it is, and the Steelers saw Rudolph as a first-rounder, and the Redskins saw Haskins as a first-rounder, and they did since they made him the 15th overall pick, and the Bears saw Trubisky not only as a first-rounder but as the number two overall pick in his class, you would be theoretically tripling your chances that someone of pedigree could rise up and become your starter. And you'll be doing it in a way that doesn't handcuff you, meaning financially, meaning from the cap standpoint, to address the things that you're in the best position to address this year, meaning offensive line, defensive line, inside line, back, err all the stuff that the Steelers actually need and can go after in this draft class in addition to free agency and trades and pulling people off the street and whatever else it takes. I'm saying at least think about it. At least think about it. It makes some sense. Meaning Mitch. When we come back, just one question. back time for today's j1q and it comes from zach barnhart who asks does juju mean more to the steelers than any other team hmm you know it's easy to think of it from the reverse perspective and i've discussed that on this show both this year and last year the first time he became a free agent and not just based on The stuff that Juju says, including what he told me in Kansas City after the playoff game where he just glowed about being a Steeler and what it means to play in Pittsburgh and all that other stuff. Because most athletes are going to say something like that because they want to add to their market. I'm sorry if that sounds cynical, but it's just, you know, true. If they're eliminating the team that they're currently playing for, that's one fewer team that would partake in the bidding. Now... What you're asking is from the team perspective, and I would argue that yes, yes, he is more valuable to the Steelers than he might be to someone else. There's the obvious, which is that he's a very good, sure-handed, tough wide receiver. He'll make catches in traffic. He doesn't pull away the way he did as a rookie, but he'll certainly fight for his extra yardage, as we saw in the play that injured him this past season. And he's also a smart and reliable route runner. Not a great route runner in terms of his uh, dynamism, let's say the way Deontay Johnson is and the kind of separation that Deontay can get. But he'll learn his routes and perfect them. He'll do them the way you're supposed to do them. You don't see... With Juju and the quarterback, the kind of uh, gross miscommunications that you've seen, for example, with Chase Claypool and his quarterback. Add to that that the Steelers pretty much have Deontay and Claypool and nobody else at the wide receiver position. Juju's not the only free agent. James Washington is a free agent. Ray-Ray McLeod is a free agent, which also would leave a hole of dubious degree in the kick return game. But it's still a hole, or two holes, or three holes at the wide receiver position. But even all of that is not why I feel the Steelers would value Juju more than someone else would. The main reason, and I could find any number of football people, from owners to GMs to coaches on down, who would back me on this is that they've had him in-house, and they trust him. They know what he's all about. They don't have to wonder if they bring him in, is he going to be somebody who slacks off after getting big money? Is he going to be somebody who causes problems in the locker room? There are things that you don't and can't know about another team's players. And until you bring them in, those are a mystery, and that's Something that came up again this past season when, after the Steelers got rid of Melvin Ingram at his request, Mike Tomlin brought up in his Tuesday press conference the following week that this is one reason why the team prefers to have its players be from in-house and then stay in-house. Because they just don't and can't know everything they do know about Juju. And as a result, they're going to be more inclined to want to keep him. I think they're going to make an effort. I think it's going to come after a fair amount of song and dance on the open market because uh, for reasons that only Juju could understand, he's going to need to go and put out some kind of show that makes it look like there were a bunch of teams interested in him and bigger offers that he turned down like he did last year, even though I don't know that any of that actually occurred. Whatever it takes, the result is what matters here, and I believe that both the team and the player are better off if he stays in Pittsburgh. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot. Steve, do another one.